Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host for the show. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle a bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to take a look at why the age of five is so important. I teach a course in brain-compatible methods in the classroom. And I've been teaching it probably since 2002. And every time I teach it, I get amazed at the content and how the brain learns and how if we provide the right environment for the brain and the right information for the brain and the right um, content for the brain and in the right way, kids learn a whole lot easier. Now, in the content of the course, they have something that's called windows of opportunity. And windows of opportunity are the windows that open and close for certain um, either subject areas, language, motor control, a host of different things, math and logic, they open in control at certain times in a child's life. Meaning, if we don't act during the window of opportunity, the chances are that the kid is going to have a harder time dealing with the content. As an example, they have um, proven that kids learn a language best, a foreign language now, before the age of eight. And they've just started to teach foreign languages in elementary school. They do know that the social and emotional window starts to develop somewhere between two and 30 months. In other words, emotional control starts to develop between two and 30 months. You know, because you could have a kid crying in the, in, the, um, in the crib. You could have kids throwing tantrums. You could have a, a, a lot of different things that go on between two months and 30 months, 30 months being about two and a half years. 
And if kids aren't taught certain things during a window of opportunity, chances are that they're going to have a harder time getting it down the road. Now, what does all this mean for us and bullying and relationships and behavior management and all these other things? The social and emotional window to the brain closes at the age of five. Meaning, kids come into kindergarten already with predisposed notions about a host of different things. They come in and they may predis be predisposed to who they like, may be predisposed in terms of their fears, they may be predisposed in terms of their anger and how they've used it to control mom and dad in the home. They may be predisposed to how to share and if they don't share correctly, okay, or they don't want to share, what will happen is they're going to have trouble on the playground, have trouble in school, and troubles in a lot of other areas of the life. Now, let's just take that kid for a minute who's five years old. And he comes to school with that private logic about all the things that I just mentioned. Here's the scary part. Those seeds of private logic get planted into the brain. And a kid may be berated at home. He may have parents who don't know how to discipline that scream all the time. He may be uh, told that he's not smart, he's no good. Uh, why did you do that? You know, you shouldn't have done it. He may be disciplined for spilling milk. We don't know, but the logic has already begun to take root in that child's brain. And at five years old, that window closes, and he may have drawn some pretty tough conclusions about himself, about other children, about playmates, about content, about adults, and a whole host of other things. You see, Self-concept is how we see ourselves. And we then develop this ability to see how we fit in to the world that we live. And kids at the age of five years old are trying to work that out. And if they've already drawn some pretty tough conclusions about who they are, the seed's been planted. That's why you could have a kid come in at five years old to school and you wonder why he's already out of control. Because he's drawn some conclusions that probably are wrong, but he's drawn them. Now, the seed's planted. The window closes. The seed and the window, they become like a greenhouse. And that little seed can grow into a redwood tree. Meaning, that if it's not stopped at some point, meaning the kid's thought process, it, and if he starts to figure out that everyone around me is providing me with the evidence to support my belief, what will start to happen? Self-concept's not gonna be that good. Confidence isn't gonna be that good. 
his, as he grows older, his ability in relationships and social skills and self-control and dealing with um, adults and dealing with employers and dealing with employees, all this happens in a very short period of time between two months old and 30 months old. And he, the, the child draws, starts to draw conclusions and the window closes at the age of five. Now, child grows up with those thoughts, doesn't he? And by growing up with those thoughts, if they're negative thoughts, what's going to happen is, as I said, those little tiny thoughts become great big ones. And all of a sudden, he's going to sit around, he's going to say to himself, why is life so unmanageable? Why am I having such a hard time? Why, is there, why do I have such difficulty in certain subjects? Why do I have such difficulty with certain people? Why can't I cooperate? Why don't I know how to have a, a, a confrontation with somebody? Why am I getting bullied? All of these things start to flood in on this kid who's not a kid anymore. He could be 18, 20, 22, but the point that I'm making is you have to then find somebody to go in there and break that glass that window and help this person then rearrange their thoughts so that it, they can make sense of it and they realize where those thoughts came from. It is no wonder to me that kids 16, 17, 18 use a substance to save the feelings that they have about their self-concept, their abilities, their relationship skills, and the ability to hold down jobs and other things. It's no surprise to me. Because if those thoughts don't get rearranged, if they don't get rearranged by somebody, and usually what they call that somebody is a therapist, what will happen is the child, now the adult, will have multiple problems in multiple areas of their life. Now, you know, this sounds like doom and gloom, doesn't it? But when you look at it, you see small kids, small problems. Bigger kids, bigger problems. Adults, real big problems. And there's a lot of problems that can be stopped. You know, and look, between the ages of two months and 30 months, and then you, the window closes at five years old, there's a lot of problems that you can stop. Good discipline, kind words, encouragement, praise, the ability to work with a child, to build a lifelong friendship as a parent with that child, will make that child more successful as an adult. And parents, I want to tell you, and I've said this in other podcasts, there's a great big hole inside of everybody that wants to have a relationship with their parents. And when the relationship with their parents goes south, that's when problems really start. And sometimes they go south because the parent didn't know what they were doing. You look at a little child who's two months old, and then he's, all of a sudden he's two and a half years old. What happened during that window of time? 
Were you angry? Were, uh, did you have trouble in your marriage? Was there difficulty that you had with employment, finances, a bunch of other things that caused you to grow angry and the child may have been the person that you acted out against? But the, the point that I'm making is all of this stuff goes on in, in a matter of 30 months. And it could go on. But if we can be kind, if we can be caring, if we can bring peace into the home, joy, patience, temperance, have self-control ourselves, if we can bring those things into the home, this child, in a very short period of time, between two months and 30 months, will have a much better shot and you will fill his mind with things that are good, things that he can uh, rest easy with, and he will start, or she will start to develop the confidence that's necessary to move forward in life. Because we were the ones as parents that planted the seeds that may have grown into that redwood. And you know what kids do when they figure out who planted those seeds? And they know it's their parents. They get angry at their parents. And ultimately, they get angry at everybody. And they have a whole heck of a hard time living in this world. Their self-concept isn't good, and the way they see themselves in the world is not too good, and they have difficulty. We have the opportunity, we have the ability, during a 30-month period, to make sure that that child is cared for, loved, and he, is, and he uh, develops the ability to function in the world. He does not feel overly criticized. He does not think that uh, he can't do anything right. And we have to get to him before the window closes. Now, when they get to school and the expectations are different than the ones that their parents had, what happens? You have a kid who has difficulty in school, behavior problems and everything else. Those seeds have got, the seeds that have to be planted are the ones that are kind, loving, and caring. They can't be ones where you don't have one nice thing to say to your kids. And you have to evaluate your discipline ability because those kids are going to school with attitudes that we don't like in kindergarten. So let's get loving, let's get caring, let's start to look at things through another prism and let's start to try to make sure that we can get to our children as parents before that window of opportunity closes and the kid then already is set on the path to having difficulty. Let's love our kids, care for them, do what we can to make sure that they're successful adults. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I appreciate your time. Very short period of time, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I enjoy doing these podcasts. Please go to my website, bullyproofclassroom.com. All kinds of courses, materials, uh, lesson plans, anything you want you can get. A lot of stuff is for free. I got a thing up there right now. You can get a... Um, um, unit plan on resiliency just sign up and get it you'll love it you get an immediate download and it's yours so 
My name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. It's Friday night. Hey, have a great weekend, everybody.